Hello again, and welcome to Killing the Great White Male. This is episode 30. Ta-da! I feel like there should be like some big sound effect there, but I don't really do sound effects, so that was it. Hope you liked it. We left off last time talking about How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi. And that notion at one point in his book when he talks about white supremacist being inherently anti-white. I personally just love this segment of his book because it articulates an argument. It, it articula articulates it a little differently, but an argument I've been making and developing throughout Killing the Great White Male. And that's the notion that most of us who have privilege as white men only have conditional privilege. And that is the mechanism that we are controlled by this larger racist system. It's how we are victims, even as we are oppressors. I call it conditional privilege. And I contrast that with people who have kind of unconditional privilege or absolute privilege. Kendi phrases it a little differently. He talks about poor whites um, and how they are benefiting, for example, from the Affordable Care Act, um, even as the white supremacist agenda is constantly degrading that, uh, degrading that uh, law. So there's a lot here. There's a lot to work on. And it's important for us to know what we are fighting for for us. So, here we go. Let's dive right back in, do our best Patrick Stewart, and engage. I, anyway. Yeah, he, the, and, and you know what? He, he, he let me just, just yeah, piggyback go. off you on going back on 129. He does put a face on it. Given our current environment, he says Donald Trump's economic policies yes. are geared towards enriching white male power but at the expense of most of his white male followers, because most of his white male followers are not those who have this class of high and rich. Yes. And, 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 and it, it also affects us along with the rest of us. And then he goes on to page 130. It said, but racist ideas also suppress the resistance of policies that are detrimental to white people yes. by convincing average white people that inequity is rooted in personal failure and unrelated to its policies. Yes. Again, that again, he's stripping down this whole, stop looking at the person, even though he put a face on it early, mm -hmm. he, but he goes back to say, look at these policies yes. that are there. And, and then he, and then he currently pulls our environment together by saying beleaguered white races who can't imagine their lives not being focused on any movement, respond to black lives matter with all lives matter. So this yeah. is again, him, placing us into our environment that's to say he, d he does do a, a really good job and it's funny that you said on 132 um he i'm, I'm sorry on 132 he points out all the um all the stats on 131 he says going after white people instead of racist power power prolongs the policies harming black lives yep. so um again when it comes to the allies and the people that we're dealing with um we we can't continuously go after the person we have to look at the policies because in the end, which is I'm also on 131 still, in the end, anti-racist ideas and taking some, uh, some or all of the focus off of racist power become anti-black. In the end, hating white people becomes hating black people. So, I mean, even if you reverse that, it's the same thing. Yes. We have to look at these policies as an effect on all of us because we have to 
equalize and not think of that. That's, that's one of my other takeaways. It's not just the separate, but equal, but we, we also have to remove the, the fallacy of superior and inferior races. It, that whole segment. So I, in, in my work, I'm, I work to, de- I, I'm trying to develop a language around the notion of conditional privilege versus absolute privilege. And I think this is part of where I go with this is that he, Trump, is constantly bringing along and white supremacists in general. It, it, Kendi makes the statement: white supremacy is fundamentally anti-white. It, these these folks in power bring along people who are conditionally privileged, meaning they only have privilege if certain things line up. Um, but by this one thread called white. They bring them along, but they're being led by people with absolute power or massive power, super riches, as, as Kendi puts it, that that are very self-interested and don't want us examining these things, don't want us examining our identities in the way that this system actually hurts us. Um, so, yeah, like massive. He, hey, oh, God, that whole section. I, yeah, I, I could just read that whole thing out loud and just staple it on my forehead. Um <laughs> those two made it on the post-it notes on the wall, by the way. Those those pages are like, here he is, <laughs> this whole chunk. I got to be able to pull quotes from this for my books because Kenny just fucking nails it. It's all over the place there. That amongst white people, when I talk about the what it's like being a part of a state school versus a, 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 a private school, like these are the same issues, which is why, frankly, I think tackling what's behind it Well, we've already had that discussion. But anyway, (laughs) I think it's power we got to be tackling, man. Uh, (laughs) Right. But anyway, but that doesn't that isn't an argument, by the way, just to be clear, that isn't an argument for for not having anti-racist policies in our organization. Just to be fucking clear, we better have anti-racist policies. We better have also anti-sexist policies, anti-homophobic policies, all of these policies. But the big one that I can't fucking nail yet is how do we make a policy against having power over someone else? Because that's the fucking elusive ghost in the background that powers all the rest of this shit. Yep. It, how, uh, you, how do we do you, that? Yeah. Inferior. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. I don't have the answer. <laughs> that's a, this is a, TL. I, I think it's a behavior. I think it's a behavioral trait that we're going to have to inherently. We're going to have to inherit. Um, and passed down through generations. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have the answers. I wish I could wrap. I wish I could wrap us up with some great response or answer, but I don't. So don't have it. I'm gonna let Kendi wrap us up then, because um, he. Yeah. Okay. So the last page before he goes into acknowledgments and then seventy pages of references is <laughs> this fucking book is yeah. amazing. <laughs> Nut. Um. On page 238, he says, before we can treat, we must believe. Okay, a little context. He talks about his own struggle. Oh, you're going to give away the book. You're uh, going to give it away. Can I? Is it okay? To, okay. <laughs> no, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> there's, uh, there's several talks. He talks about struggles with cancer in here that are personal, um, family, and and anyway, it. He ends up using this analogy. I, I I can't like even if I give it away, I'll bluntly I don't care. Like when, read the damn book because the power of the way he does it, I'm not even beginning to touch. So you're still missing out if you ain't reading the book, even if you know that 
in the end, he ends up using the metaphor of his own cancer struggle to what it means to defeat racism in this country, to attack racism. Um, Before you can treat, we must believe. Believe all is not lost for you and me and our society. Belief is the possibility that we can strive to be anti-racist from this day forward. Believe in the possibility that we can transform our societies to be anti-racist from this day forward. Racist power is not godly. Racist policies are not indestructible. Racial iniquities are not inevitable. Racist ideas are not natural to the human mind. Uh, He goes on, um, which is all fucking awesome. I could just read the whole fucking book out loud. But anyway, but that right there, (laughs) like, what does it mean to believe? Because I'm we sit here and we're, we're critical of Biden and Harris. We're critical of, of our other politicians, of our policies. Um, and I hear from that, the notion that I have to believe that they can get something done on healthcare. I have to believe that they can get something done on student debt. I have to believe that this matters and that they can do this. And he likens that to the struggle for cancer, because it's not like you can deny that cancer is deadly. Right. Right. It's an it was an amazing contrast. Right. And and he makes the argument that so is racism. The racism is deadly. And it's not just deadly for people of color, by the way. It's fucking deadly for all of us because it's linked to the same goddamn thing that will kill all of our water in the world if we are not going to fix this around. And I'm talking there around climate issues, around air. Mm-hmm. This is killing all of us. So. So, yeah, like. And we have to, even though it's deadly, it is not, uh, it is not inevitable. And that is a beautiful space, right? So that takeaway is you still have to believe. Yeah. And, and I, I can say, I, I think, I think for, for believing me and Royce, are definitely still firm believers that something can be done, whether we agree on how to get there mm-hmm. the same way. I think we both still believe that this is something that can be changed. It has to. Yeah. Yeah. It has to. Everything. And just as you would fight cancer with everything, with your diet, with your chemo, with your surgery, with your relationships, with everything. And that's the same way we have to be to beat something as as pervasive as racism. So I usually go out with a quote um, from Maya Angelou. Can I throw it out there? Absolutely. This, this is your show, buddy. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a shared space, man. I'm not going to pull the power over thing. That's that's not what we do here. Oh, 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 oh. We're, we're killing the great white male. I'm sorry. I forgot where I was at. <laughs> so, my Angelou, uh, the quote that just yeah, that hit me from her, well, everything she says, but this one... Um, do the best you can until you know better. When you know better, do better. And I feel like I sit that alongside Kendi and I'm like, holy shit, like that was written throughout this book, that that's what it means to not have a static identity. That's what it, what it means to constantly be striving and believing instead of just sticking the label on ourselves and letting it sit there, right? Which is, I think, to your point of strip away the person and, and look at the policies. Um, yeah, do better. There we are. Yeah, yeah. So let's, yeah, let's do better, man. I, look, this is where I say thank you again oh. for allowing me to, let's, for having a shared experience with me that I otherwise 
wouldn't have had outside of my own community of people who probably would have talked about very similar things. I, I've gotten to mm. sh- share this experience with you and hear from your point of view and have a, a audience of listeners who probably have some different point of views on what they read if they have chosen to read this book along with us as well. So again, thank you for allowing me to be a part of the show Killing the Great White Male. I think I just like saying that, man. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Thank you, thank you for allowing me to be a, a, a part of your show. You, you, I'm, I'm sitting here as, as I'm sitting here thinking of, about how much I, I've enjoyed this conversation with you. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to say it. we should repeat this on the Frontline Stereo Podcast, and for your listeners, if you haven't seen the Frontline Stereo Podcast, yes, this is a shameless plug again. Oh hell yeah! Frontline Stereo Podcast on Thursdays live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're if you're used to seeing Royce on Where's Your Heart, my cohort and my contrarian is also um, Torian Richardson um, on the Frontline Stereo Podcast. We go an hour long and an hour strong. And if you if you're one of those people who who'd rather just hear us rather than see us. We are on all your streaming sites on demand with the exception of iHeartRadio. So you can definitely go catch up on shows and listen to it when you want to. They're out there. And if you even want to give the Hey Google command, you absolutely can. And We can pull up the Frontline Stereo podcast when you're ready. Awesome. And we're going to talk about iHeartRadio, by the way. I, I've got some things there. But um, shared experience. Thank you. You just fucking changed everything about how I'm going to talk about this show now. Cause that's what I actually oh am striving for. I didn't I even know. It. It's not a conversation. It's a shared experience. You're right. Yeah. We, I mean, like I, I feel like that's what happened on my show with you. Yeah. We, we shared an experience where you spoke with an audience of people who might not be an audience of people you normally get a chance to speak with. And I think, me and your conversation today is an audience of people who normally wouldn't, I wouldn't have a chance to um, speak with. You you said it early on. My racist introduction was I'm I'm predominantly in a black space. Do I want to continue it to be a black space? Not necessarily, but I want to continue to talk about black things. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you for (sighs) TL. There's, there's so much here for me. Um, your willingness to come on, your willingness to have me on your show, the continued invitations and grace. I can't, I really can't express what it's like from my end, feeling like I represent so much shit for so many people as a white man. And when I face it and I face the grace that, that you and, and I mean, many others, Tori and my, uh, my women's studies classmates at school, like, uh, when I'm in these spaces and to experience grace from people that I know experience marginalization from people who look like me and from, from me. Um, so thank you. It leaves me in tears every time to, to know that I, I get to have these conversations, um, that, that you're willing to have. be in tears. I'm going to give you a sound effect in a second. Ah! <laughs> Don't be in tears. I love it. I love it. I love our conversation. Like I said, I even want to repeat the same discussion Maybe it comes out differently on my show, but oh, I, I think if this it. is something that deserves to go across platforms and be shared on different platforms. Oh, so hell yeah. um, you don't, hes- down. don't hesitate to pick up the phone if you get that call. Oh, I will. <laughs> and so once again, so that people can, can tune in, please do check out the Frontline Stereo Podcast. Uh, TL is, is the host and uh, has couch conversations with folks. Um, 
that are always amazing. Thank you, TL. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. I love you. you. This means everything to me. Thanks, man. Love you too, big guy. And I thank you. Thank you again. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Talk to you later, Will. All righty. Bye. So I don't know about you, but by the end of this shared experience with TL, I had a profoundly deep appreciation for a number of things. I think first off, personally, how amazing it was to have a conversation with, well, I mean, first off, if you haven't tuned into the Frontline Stereo podcast, do it. It's a perspective that I know I don't hear on mainstream media, read white white media. And it's a perspective that is thoughtful and has a lot of nuance and and a lot of just solid thinking. So tune into that if you haven't already. I also have an appreciation for my friends who who are people of color. And the fact that they're willing to reach across that, well, it's supposed to be a chasm, but we know that that's a fucking lie. But people who are willing to reach across it and embrace me, embrace you, even though we might have the face of the oppressor on any given day. So to my friends who who are living in this reality, in this white man's world, as something other than a white man. I love you. You're amazing. Keep it up. Hopefully one day, one day soon, you won't have to be exceptional just to be human. Thank you all for listening. If you haven't shared this podcast recently, please put it up there. Toss it out there on Facebook. Hell, I mentioned it earlier. Make it. I, I think this one's going to air after TikTok is supposedly dead. So, uh, you know, share it out there to some social media, whatever your favorite is. Or maybe just share it with a friend that you know needs to have this conversation, somebody you want to have a shared experience with yourself. Thanks for tuning in. This was the conclusion of this conversation, but we're ready for another one. Talk to you soon.